Well, good morning. Um, I'm Pastor Clint. Most of you guys know me. Some of y'all don't. Um, I'm the associate pastor intern thing here at the church. Um, and so I have the opportunity today to speak about Black Panther, and I'm super excited about it. I like the movie a lot. We'll talk about that. Um, one thing you might notice is I'm not as dressed up as Pastor Allen has been the last couple weeks. And really, you guys should be glad about that. Uh, because if I tried to squeeze into the black leotard that Black Panther wears, um, it would be a, sh- a shame and an atrocity probably. So um, I saved you that. You're welcome. Uh, I'm just rocking this t-shirt, so that's how I'm doing it. Um, so before we get started with today's message, let's just pray. Um, God, thank you for this opportunity to come together. Thank you for your, your message that you're going to bring, God, and, and just help me to be part of that process, Lord. I give it to you. Uh, I pray that everyone... It's hearts open and their ears, uh, and everything can sink in, Lord, and, and uh, we can be challenged today, and lives can be changed. In Jesus' name, amen. And so, how many of you guys have seen Black Panther the movie? Way more people <laughs> than the first service, I can tell you that. First service uh, had four people, five including me. Uh, so, uh, it was a lot of explaining the movie, but I'm going to do about the same for this one. But uh, it was a, it's one of the best-selling movies of all time. Probably most of you guys know that. Um, you guys remember the Titanic movie? This is something I read. Uh, it surpassed Titanic in sales. That was a big thing because that was a big selling movie. Uh, it's $1.3 billion in box office sales. Um, and if you didn't know it, it's based on a comic book. So those are things you kind of need to know about the movie. I read most of the comic book, kind of skimmed through it. Uh, it's actually a graphic novel, I guess, for those who are want to be a stickler about that. But... Um, I liked the movie better. <laughs> I thought it really brought it to life in a way that the, the comic book didn't do. Um, but the shirt I'm wearing is based on the comic book, if you're wondering. Um, this is the Black Panther comic book. And so here's a clip that's going to start us off and kind of tell us all about the beginning of how it all started with Black Panther and the nation of Wakanda. Millions of years ago, a meteorite made of vibranium the strongest substance in the universe struck the continent of Africa, affecting the plant life around it. And when the time of men came, five tribes settled on it and called it Wakanda. The tribes lived in constant war with each other until a warrior shaman received a vision from the panther goddess Bust, who led him to the heart-shaped herb a plant that granted him superhuman strength, speed, and instincts. The warrior became king and the first Black Panther, the protector of Wakanda. Four tribes agreed to live under the king's rule, but the Jabari tribe isolated themselves in the mountains. The Wakandans used vibranium to develop technology more advanced than any other nation. But as Wakanda thrived, The world around it descended further into chaos. To keep Vibranium safe, the Wakandans vowed to hide in plain sight, keeping the truth of their power from the outside world. All right, so that kind of gives us a basics of where Wakanda came from and a key component that we'll talk about in a minute. Uh, that they had that nobody else had. And so 
Just some key things that we need to know if you haven't seen the movie. Um, these are important. Wakanda is the name of this nation, right? And it's fictional. I can't go to Wakanda. I can't get a plane ticket there. Uh, but it, it's a small, co- Africa and co- whoop, small country in Africa. And so uh, to all appearances, this nation seems backwards and that they, people just assume they have nothing to offer to the world. Um, and they, they like it that way, it seems like. So uh, T'Challa is the king of Wakanda. Um, and he's the one that has this Black Panther suit. He, he's got the powers of Black Panther. Um, something that's cool that is he's got a geeky science sister. Some people can relate to that character, I think. Uh, but she designs this suit, and this suit is just, like, awesome. If I could pull it off, I'd wear it. Um, but vibranium is what they mention. It's, it's, it's also fictional. I wish it was all. I wish we actually had it because it's so cool. Um, but it's a metal from outer space, right? And it came in a large asteroid that hit the area of, in Africa where Wakanda is. And it gives them special powers and abilities that nobody else has. Um, it's underground in Wakanda, so, and that's how they get it. And because of that, Wakanda flourishes. Wakanda flourishes because it has something precious and rare. It's something that they and no one else has. It's basically their secret juice or their power that runs this amazing city. And there's this big question in the movie, what should Wakanda do with vibranium? That's kind of the, the thing. And, and on that question, there's been a long-standing policy regarding that. Their policy is, vibranium belongs to Wakanda. It is for the benefit of Wakanda. Wakanda is not to share it, or vibranium is not to be shared, but it's to benefit Wakanda only. And Wakanda will flourish, but only Wakanda will flourish. It's been the kingdom's policy from the beginning. Keep vibranium for Wakanda, and keep vibranium secret. Maybe vibranium and its benefits should be shared. Some of the characters in the movie kind of think that it should, that it could help the world, and help those in need because of its benefits. And so that's kind of an ongoing theme. And when I was watching this movie, uh, there were several themes that I could have spoke on, right? I could have spoke on race, and that would have been really awkward and, for me, <laughs> and maybe you, as I talked on that. Um, it, I could have talked about some sermons I researched. They talked about the likeness of heaven and Wakanda and how they were similar. I could have talked about that. But one of the things that really stood out to me, and I just kept thinking about it, is... The big, based on the big tension in the movie, and that is, should Wakanda share vibranium with the rest of the world? See, vibranium can heal people. If you haven't seen the movie, uh, it's pretty cool. It's, it, uh, I want some. You probably want some too, but it heals people. It can help the poor. It can help the oppressed. And no matter where we are in our walk of life, right, we understand the desire for healing. We understand that there are poor in the world that want, we want to help, that need help. And each one of us has probably experienced some sort of oppression, or we know that there's parts in the world that are just under extreme oppression. So we can relate to the film because that's the idea. Should they help? Can it help? And we all can understand that. And so when I was watching this, this one thing just kept coming to my mind, and that's the gospel. Uh, In Luke 4.18, Jesus is teaching, and he says, he talks about the gospel and this, this verse came to mind when I was thinking about it. It says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for He has anointed me to bring good news. In other translations, it uses the phrase, the gospel. To the poor, He has sent me to proclaim the captives will be released, 
that the blind will see, and that the oppressed will be set free. That sounds a lot like vibranium in the movie. Does anybody else kind of get that? I hope so. Uh, But if you've seen it, it should stand out. And the gospel literally can change the world. That's exciting for me. I hope it's exciting for you. But maybe you've heard that phrase, the gospel, but you don't know what it all it is. So I want to break it down just real quick. So for those who are Christ followers, we have this, this, this idea of what the gospel is, and we'll talk about it in a second, actually. But um, we're not faced with the same dilemma that Wakanda has, right? There's no question if we should be sharing this good news. If, it's, if, there's, if the gospel is needed to be shared, that's not a question for us. It's actually our responsibility and our honor to share it. And so Wakanda goes to great lengths to keep this vibranium secret, right? And they even use a shield from the re- to hide from the rest of the world right there in plain sight. And this is a clip about it. Sister Nakia, my prince, we are home. City is pretty amazing, right? I want to take a ride on the hover train. I think that would be so awesome. It'd beat the metro for sure. Uh, and I want her hat. Like, her hat is so cool, even though it has nothing to do with the city. But um, I think it's crazy that it was hiding in plain sight. Nobody knows it's there. The rest of the world, there's clips in the movie where uh, the rest of the world is talking about, like, CNN or something. And they're talking about the idea that this country is basically a waste of space. That it doesn't have anything to offer the world. And, and so it's crazy it is hiding. And the gospel is amazing also, right? It's a lot like uh, the idea that this city is amazing. It's also amazing. And it's the good news that God the Father loves us enough that he would send his son to come and rescue us from our sin. Each one of us has made mistakes in our lives. We've sinned. And if God were to hold us to his perfect standard, I wouldn't meet up. 
And I would say the same for you. And even though uh, this rescue, rescue mission would cost Jesus everything, including his life on a Roman cross, he was willing to do it to take our place, our punishment. But Jesus didn't stay dead, right? He rose again three days later. We believe that. And, and he conquered death. He conquered the grip that sin has on all of us. The oppression, really, that it has on us. And he offers eternal life for every single person that if they trust him, he, he'll give that to them. And that's good news. I don't have to stay in my sinful old, old nature. I, I can be transformed through the gospel. And if you have a personal relationship with Jesus, you've been set free from sin. A lot of times we, we, we get um, this idea, idea that when we're stuck in some sort of habit, addiction, whatever else that oppresses us or we put ourselves in, that we're just that forever. But the truth is that we can have victory in Christ. We can overcome that. We can be set free from that, and that's powerful. So I was reading and doing research for this. It's kind of part of it. And um, I came across it. The experts say that the majority of Christ followers, people who follow Jesus, rarely, if ever, share the gospel with others. And that statistic, that idea just kind of hit me in the heart. I don't know if it does you or not, but it does me. And, and this idea that we're just not sharing it. Uh, it's like we're keeping a secret, the best secret in the world, and we're keeping it right in plain sight from the rest of the world, like Wakanda did. But Jesus knew that we would face this. He, he didn't leave us alone in this idea, so he, he teaches us about it and encourages, says, encourages us not to do it. Uh, in Matthew 5, 14 through 16. So he says, You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed in a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. Now it's important to think, to look at the scripture and say, okay, is it just being a good person? It goes beyond that. Is it, is it about glorifying me and just people looking, wanting, wanting people to say, that guy's a good guy. That, that girl's a good girl. I, I, they're amazing. No, the, the point is it points to the Heavenly Father, right? Whenever we're, when we're sh a shining light in a different way, Jesus comes across to people. We're sharing Him. We're not hiding Him. So I want us to be encouraged today to not make the mistake of not sharing the gospel. You know, we rub shoulders with people that me as a pastor, Pastor Allen, we won't ever meet all your friends. We won't know everybody, and there's a good chance you're not going to get them in this building. But you do have an opportunity to share the gospel every day with them in some way. And so I had to come up with uh, some super cheesy line that everybody will remember. So I did that, okay? It's part of the job. Um, and so that is a sticky statement, which is sharing is caring. Everybody say that. Sharing is caring. Don't you feel good inside, like a Care Bear or something? Um, but really, it's, 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 it's wrong to not share the gospel. And I can say that with boldness because that's what the Bible tells me, that, that I, I'm, it's my responsibility, it's my honor to do it. And so, think of it this way. Now, I'll give you a little back history. I was a youth pastor, so I do cheesy things. Uh, so what I want you guys to do for me, I've got a glass, you don't, but please stand up with me, if you can, and we're going to make a toast. All right? Give everybody a second to get ready. Raise your glass. Right? 
Take a big drink like you're thirsty. All right. Okay, the good news is that awkward part's over. Y'all can sit down. All right. The bad news is that that was poison, right? Illustration-wise, that was poison. And so uh, me and you are all going to die in about 10 minutes. Let that sink in for a second. That stinks. (laughs) Um, But the good news is that I have some vibranium or a Voss bottle full of blue stuff, but a vibranium um, that can save our lives. Okay, so here's the thing. Should I share it with you, or should I just take it for all for myself? Because I'm in the same boat as you. I'm dying in 10 minutes, according to our illustration. Wouldn't it be an injustice if I didn't share this with you? I think it would be. And the same is true about the gospel, right? We have this, um, the cure to sin disease, and a lot of times it doesn't cross our mind. We don't look at people and see hellfire around them or whatever. But we, but we do. We have the cure. Uh, I've heard it say that if you had the cure for cancer and you didn't share it, wouldn't that be an injustice? The same is true with our, our vibranium and our poison we just drank. And so this clip that's coming up, there's a little bit in the early part that talks about a character that becomes collateral, collateral damage from vibranium not being shared in the world. And he ultimately becomes a villain in the movie, and I'm not going to tell you more than that, but they talk about him for a second. But then after that, T'Challa really comes to the conclusion, that's Black Panther, that what they're doing is wrong, that they should be sharing it. And so this is his uh, light bulb moment, I guess. Why didn't you bring the boy home? Why, Baba? He... He was the truth I chose to omit. You were wrong to abandon him. I chose my people. I chose Wakanda. Our future depended on... You were wrong! All of you are wrong! To turn your backs on the rest of the world! We let the fear of our discovery stop us from doing what is right. No more. I cannot stay here with you. I cannot rest while he sits on the throne. He is a monster of our own making. I must take the mantle back. I must. I must right these wrongs. So in that clip, he has that epiphany or whatever. He comes to that conclusion that it is wrong for him not to share vibranium, to bring it to the rest of the world. And when I think about that, think about there was a need, right? Um, I was doing some statistics, looking up some stuff, and I, I really wanted to narrow it down to Hagerstown, Smithsburg, but I couldn't. So I, what I did was I narrowed it down to Maryland. And, what, and my question in my mind as I'm researching is, what is the need for the gospel in our area? Because sometimes we think, oh, there's a million churches over here. It's got to be working, right? I mean, there's so many churches, something's going right. 
But when I was looking at it, only 18% of people from Maryland claim to know Jesus, or evangelical Christians is, is the phrase for it, but 18%. And for a lot of you guys know, and maybe you don't, but we want to eventually plant churches in New York City. And people say, that's crazy. There's too many people in New York City. Can you imagine the traffic in New York City? Uh, all these different things. I'm from the country, right? Or somewhat Missouri. And so people are like, it's so much different. And they just discourage and all this stuff. And, but then when I think about it, I think about the statistics that I've read. That out of 22 million people in the metro area, less than 4% claim to know Jesus. That's 96% of people that are going to hell according to what the Bible says. And that just breaks my heart. And, I, I, and when I think about the Maryland statistics, it breaks my heart, and it's something you can do, right? You don't have to go on mission somewhere, but it's somewhere you can, you can make an impact now, where we live. And so I want to wrap it up with this. Uh, three things that you can do to help you share the gospel. Because uh, I don't want to say share the gospel and then not equip you to do it. Uh, they're really simple. And so the first one, and they're on your outline, is share your story. You know, in Christianese, we call this uh, your testimony. You've probably heard that. Uh, just like a testimony, if I go online, um, and I, get, I got my haircut recently, and so I gave a review. I'm like, this haircut was the bomb. You guys might not think so, but I liked it. And so uh, I was excited about it, so I gave them a, a shout-out on their review. It's kind of like that. It's my testimony. I, I'm saying it, it was good for me. Come check it out. And so with us, we have our story. What we need to be doing if, we're, if we are Jesus followers is tell other people what Jesus has done for you. It's very easy. Nobody can take that away from you. Nobody can say, well, that's just your opinion, right? Well, it's not your opinion. It's what Jesus did for you, right? It, it's, it's your experience. And tell how people how Jesus is just changing you. Or how he changed you. We can share that with others. How we realize that we're a sinner. One of the most humbling things in the world is, is that I'm a sinner, right? I can look out at other people and not cast judgment on them because I'm just as guilty of sin as they are. And I can share that. That I need him. That he loves me like nobody else can. Think about how many people need to know the love of God. You can share that. By telling them how much he loves you. It's your testimony. It's your story. Nobody can take it away from you, but you can freely share it. The second one is have intentional conversations. These are, these are mindful, purposeful conversations that are leading to the truth about Jesus. To talking about the truth about Jesus. And so, often, what happens is we... It doesn't even cross our mind. We're just doing life, right? And uh, it doesn't come to mind. And, and, but if we're intentional, if we're having these intentional conversations, we can kind of navigate the conversation that way. And it could be something as simple as, what did you do this weekend? Often what I say is, oh, I did this on Friday night. I did this on Saturday. Oh, and I omit church altogether, right? I don't even talk about it. But you just gave, they just gave you an opportunity to say, well, I went to church and this is what I heard. This is how it impacted me, Whatever. It's an intentional conversation about Jesus. Um, and I understand that it's hard to talk about that stuff, especially in our culture. They're like, that's taboo, man. You can't do that. Don't do it. But we can do it. And it's, 
whenever the Holy Spirit prompts us to do it, he'll give us the opportunity to do it. And it can be upsetting. But the truth is that Jesus wants us to do it. So, I mean, that kind of sums it up for us, right? Uh, No matter how uncomfortable it is or how awkward it is, he wants us to do it. And he'll give us the power to do it. He, He tells us that in the scripture. And if we ask him, he'll give us the opportunity and make us aware of the opportunity. Because sometimes we're just doing life and we don't actually notice and look in the eyes of someone and say, that person's lost. If they were to die today, they, they would spend eternity separated from God. We don't, it doesn't cross our mind. We're just, whatever, you know, we're doing things. And, and so we pray for the opportunity. He'll give us the boldness it takes to, to do that. It really is his heart's desire that we share it and that we care enough to do it. And the last thing to prepare you for this task is share by your actions, right? You know, it's a, it's a cheesy line, and, and probably all of us uh, have heard this, and maybe it's a good sticky statement for in the future, but uh, talk the talk. Don't just talk the talk, walk the walk, right? We've heard that. That's what it's about. And this is not just being a good person. This is not being humanita- having humanitarian efforts. I can feed the poor all day long. I can dig wells and do all these good things. That's true. We want to do those things, right? But if we don't point anybody to Jesus, they still die and go to hell. If we think about it. And so what it is, is it's loving people like Jesus. It's treating people like Jesus treated them. It'll make us stand out. That was something unique about the early church. We read the book of Acts, right? It's our history book of the New Testament. And, and the early church was contagious. I mean, think about that. You've got, you're two, it's 2,000 years ago, you're under Roman oppression. And every day is a struggle. Just to get your daily bread is in your prayers because you're in survival mode. But then over here, there's a community that's, that's sharing and loving and doing life together in a way that's never been done before. That's contagious. I want to be part of that group. As a church, we're called to do that, to love and to care and, and to be sharing. But not just for, not for, just for good actions or what, what it takes, but actually a matter of who's it about. It's about Jesus. So we should be sharing the gospel with our lives is the last thing. And what I'll have you do is if everyone will bow your head and close your eyes. Maybe you're here today and you've never actually said, yes, Jesus, I want to follow you. Maybe you've come to the point in your life, but you understand that you're a sinner, that you've made mistakes, but you've never actually asked for forgiveness. Maybe you've been coming to church for a while and doing the things, but there's never been a point in your life that you've said, I want to follow you. Today, I want to give you the opportunity to make that decision. Square it away. The truth is, we don't ha- we're not guaranteed tomorrow. I could walk out and get hit by a bus or something. I don't know. And you don't know. If you've never made that decision, today's the day. Pray something like this, and it's not a magical mixture of words that's saving you, but it's a matter of fact that you're, that you're believing and trusting in Jesus. Just say something like this. God, thank you for sending your son to die for me. I believe that I'm a sinner and that I need saved. I ask you to forgive me of my sin. I ask you to come into my life. I want to learn to love you back. I put you in the center of my life. 
You have control, Lord. I want to follow you. If you prayed that with me, just raise your hand. I'm seeing hands all over the room, and that's encouraging. That means today in heaven, they're celebrating because you've become a, a Christ follower. If you made that decision, I'm not going to call you out by, by any means, but I want you to fill it out on your connection card. Let us know. Let us know about that. Maybe you're a Christian today, and you've heard this song and dance, but what I said maybe is convicting, and you say, there's somebody I can think of that comes to mind that I need to share the gospel with this week. Just take a moment and pray about that person, that opportunity. God will give you that opportunity. Maybe you're not done praying, but it, just listen to my words or finish up what you're doing there, but God wants us to share the gospel. I encourage us and let this be a challenge for us to do that. Let's not let them stay in oppression anymore. God, thank you for this opportunity to, to have hands raised and people saved today and commitments made and, and this awesome message, Lord. Not because I brought it, but because you brought it, Lord. Thank you for Black Panther as a, as a platform for us to just give it a chance to talk about some things we need to talk about. I, Lord, I pray that everyone who thought of somebody who needs to know Jesus or they haven't thought about somebody, that you'll put somebody on their heart and this week give them the boldness and the strength to have that conversation, to tell their story, to live it out. In Jesus' name, Amen.